Batgirls comes to an end. A new comic from Cullen Bunn, and we get to see life through Nightwing's eyes. Hey, everybody, my name is Hilton Price, and I am an OK Geek. Just some comic reviews for you this week. No news, nothing exciting going on in the world. Although I did get to talk to one of my favorite creators on Twitter for a minute, but I'm not going to spoil that by sharing it with all of you. I'm just kind of excited that I reached out to someone and they reached back. It's always fun. Uh, uh, never meet your heroes, but you can message them on Twitter. Anyway, Titans number two was pretty good. Finally got caught up on that. The first Titans, this is the new book from Tom Taylor with art by, is that Nicolo Scott? I got to double check that. Anyway, the first issue started with a bit of a uh, mystery and a cliffhanger, and it was a lot of fun, and I was definitely on board for what happened next. Uh, and this issue continued that. It's a gorgeous, yeah, Nicola Scott and Tom Taylor on that. This was a gorgeous and well-written issue that added more layers to that mystery from issue one and helped develop all the characters and and really helped build this new world that they're going to be in. But It's Bloodhaven. It's not like a new, unique world, but it's just uh, expanding on what we know of Bloodhaven and now uh, adding to the lore with the Titans' presence in it. Titans number two was a solid issue, uh, and, and I'm enjoying this new Titans run. I, You guys have heard me talk about it for a couple of weeks now. I'm becoming a big Tom Taylor fan. His Nightwing run has also been excellent, and that really continued uh, today when I finally got caught up with issue number 105 of Nightwing. Uh, and this is another great book. Uh, I'm going to try and pull up the uh, uh, credits on that real quick. Uh, again, Tom Taylor doing the writing duties there. The artist on it is uh, Bruno Redondo, uh, and with uh, colors by Adriana Lucas and Wes Abbott doing the letters. I'm not going to do that for every issue, you guys. This was a great book. Not only was it a neat story that has built a little bit on the Babs and Dick relationship that Tom Taylor has been leaning heavily into, but you get a fun adventure. And you get to see it all from Nightwing's perspective. Every panel in this comic is drawn as if it is exactly what Dick Grayson is seeing in that moment in time. So when him and Babs leap um, out the window from his apartment, which that can't be a good way to keep your identity secret now that I think about it. But when they leap out of the window to start the adventure, you see... The window, you see Babs leaping out of it, and you see, like, Dick's hand extended, because, again, it's from his perspective. It is the first-person shooter of comics, and it's a lot of fun. It was a great issue. Uh, so props to Tom Taylor and um, the art team for working on that and coming up with that great idea. The only where place it kind of stumbled is the story kind of wraps up a little haphazardly, and except for what might be foreshadowing something later, and, and I can't honestly tell... It, it just kind of is abrupt and weird. So for as much as I love the unique elements of the art style, there was a slight beat at the end of the story that didn't quite hit for me. But, you know, that's if that was my biggest complaint, I'm having a pretty good day. Not calling that a bad thing. What else I'm not calling a bad thing, and I'm still not subscribed to it, is Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the current run uh, written by a writer and drawn by an artist. And I promise I'm not stalling. Uh, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Uh, art by Kev Walker. Uh, Matt Hollingsworth on colors. VCs Corey Petit on letters. Not going to do that for every issue. Uh, this new Marvel series. This is technically issue 183 of the legacy numbering, but it is issue number three of this current run. This book has been all about the Groot Fall. This is some kind of giant storm that is made up of Groot that is going through space and destroying planets. And the Guardians are trying to stop it. Uh, the first issue introduced it. It was a wild concept. I'm super excited about it. 
The second issue was like still about it, but it was almost kind of tangential. So I was a little bit like, where are we going with this? But we went hard back into it, this issue. We actually got to finally hear from Groot, get a little bit of the perspective of what exactly is happening here, and set up where it's going next. And I don't read Guardians consistently. I jumped on the Bendis arc and then immediately jumped off. And that's been it. I know the real good Guardian stuff is back when. You want to get into the Dan Abnett stuff. You want to get into the, some of the Cosmic Marvel stuff, which I, I want to point out, I'm pretty sure, is not even your movie team. It's not Star-Lord, Drax, Gamora, Rocket, Groot. It's, uh, and, you know, and then the few they've tacked on since, um, Mantis, uh, Cosmo, etc. cetera. Uh, Nebula, excuse me. Um, this is not... The, the, the team you want to read about in Marvel, historically, is not that team. But since they became the team, there have been multiple attempts to make that run work some to greater success than others. Uh, this one, it's starting off a little weird, but I'm, I'm intrigued. This is an if you've got the cash book. If you've got cash to burn on comics, grab this. If you've got a tight budget and you got to read your, your, your core books, I don't think you need it right now. I don't. But uh, it has been interesting, and especially on the heels of the third movie, which I finally saw and really enjoyed. I was a little bit worried that the Rocket backstory stuff and the possible animal experimentation stuff was going to weigh too heavily on me and ruin my experience. It did not. Guardians 3 was a good time. Check it out. Um, Guardians issue 3 was an okay time. Check it out if you can afford it. Batgirls wrapped up with issue 19. Uh, this has been a fun, fun book. I am so glad I jumped on this. Uh... Written uh, by Becky Cloonan, art uh, by Michael Conrad. Oh, no, excuse me, Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad on the story. Uh, Bobby Rodriguez was on the art this issue with other people handling the other duties. Told you I wasn't going to list them all every issue. Uh, this 19-issue run, uh, listen, Batgirl, when they when DC announced a book that was called Batgirls that was going to be about Barbara and Cass and Steph just doing their own thing in a little part of Gotham we don't normally see, this was never a guarantee, you guys, Anyone who's been reading comics for a while knew that this could have had a very short life. Um, what it had in its favor is Becky's star is high. Uh, Becky Cloonan is a, a writer who has consistently churned out quality comics. She is not always my flavor, but that's okay. It's okay not to love every writer. You just got to still show them some respect. And Becky Cloonan has earned her respect. Um, and I love this book. The characterization... The villains, the, the, the jokes, the new characters, Bondo. It was so much fun, you guys. It was so much fun. And the Cass and Steph relationship was a delight. I loved watching, reading the two of them, getting to know each other, becoming best friends. It was so much fun. I'm sad to see it go. I'm sad to see it go. Also, great uh, B covers. I did uh, the, the variant covers on every issue, and they were so pretty, you guys. I'm sad to see this book go, um, mainly because I'm sad. Uh, this this kept Bat, uh, Barbara in the Oracle role a lot, which I love, and I love, love, love Stephen Cass. Um, it does mean that it frees Cass up to go to Birds of Prey. I've told you guys how excited I am for Kelly Thompson's upcoming Birds of Prey, um, and I am, am super psyched for that. Uh, so that's great. At least I'm going to get more Cass in my life. But I need my Steph. Uh, I have not been happy with the way uh, DC has treated Stephanie Brown since stripping her of the Batgirl mantle with the new 52. Glad she has it back, but now I need more. So DC, get your B and C tier characters, their books. Um, and, and, you know, I, and, and guys, you got to support them. You got to support them. That's the thing is, is 
Guardians of the Galaxy is not going anywhere, okay? It's one of the hottest properties Marvel has. So if you've got the extra cash and you want it, read it. But I, I feel like you gotta throw some of your, your, your ducats at a book you want to see do well. So pick your team, man. Pick your C. Or, are you a Deathstroke guy? De- Deathstroke, excuse me? You, de- you a Deathstroke guy? Read your Deathstroke. Uh, are you a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur guy? Then buy your Moon Girl, man. Are you an Eternals lady? Then read your Eternals. You got to support the B and the C and the D tiers, okay? You don't got to worry about the A tier. They're going to be fine. Thor will always get a new number one. You want to read it? Great. You don't want to read it? Fine. Do you think anyone, when, when Donnie Cates Hulk, which I thought was fun, when Donnie Cates Hulk went through 15 different writer changes and then got canceled, only to get relaunched after a year as this new Invincible Hulk with Philip Kennedy Johnson in the lead role, in the writer role, did, did, was anybody worried that the Jade Giant wasn't going to be back? No, of course not. But Stephanie Brown might not come back. Okay, this is a character who has been caught in the turmoil of DC more than once, man. And she will. I've, I've got faith she will. But, um, you know, like, there's no, there's no, you don't get a promise on Guy Gardner. Okay? You don't get a promise on um, Elongated Man. You don't get a promise on Cosmo the Space Dog jumping over to Marvel. You gotta support these characters when you get a chance. And that's why I jumped on Batgirls. Um, my only complaint in the first couple issues was the, the lettering was a little weird, which I think was meant as a stylistic choice, but it just, in my opinion, it didn't work. But they, they, they fixed that after like two, three issues. There was fun mi- mysteries. This issue 19 had callbacks to some of the first arc. This was cool. This was a con- condensed, thorough run with a, co- a beginning, middle, and end. We had recurring characters. We had new characters. We had characters grow and evolve and change and suffer in. Buy this and trade. Since you missed the issues, the singles, buy it and trade. You will not be disappointed. Really dug back rows, you guys. Also reading Green Arrow. New series uh, number three is out. I just read that today. Uh, I'm a little behind. Joshua Williamson on that. Joshua Williamson, uh, another one um, who has really come in, recently come into my purview and has uh, consistently impressed me. Um, his Superman run. That is quickly becoming one of my favorite books at DC. Joshua Williamson's Superman is so damn good. So good. And his Green Arrow's good, too. I'm not a super big Green Arrow guy, um, but I like, I, I like Ollie. I like what he stands for. I like like he's like non-fascist Batman. I'm just kidding. Batman's not a fascist. Whatever George Lopez says. Um, I like Ollie. I like the uh, Arrow family. We get to see some Connor Hawk this issue. Get a little bit of Dinah and Roy. Plenty of Ollie, of course. Want Mamiya. Could use some Mia Dearden. But, you know, I'm not going to get too grumpy about that. This was a good issue, you guys. Uh, Ollie is jumping around in different times. Uh, there's some kind of prophecy that says that he can't be with his family. Um, so setting up some big stuff that will hopefully be dealt with in later issues. And we get a fun cameo from Peacemaker. It's not, the, it's not quite as goofy, Peacemaker, as the clearly John Cena-inspired one that we get in um, the Peacemaker Tries Hard book. But uh, there is a little bit of like um, that kind of Peacemaker uh, ridiculousness. Uh, there's, a, there's a great scene. Uh, and I got to say, the way that they're writing him in this issue is definitely better than last issue. And also, is this not the year of fucking Peacemaker? In the last two months... I have read Peacemaker in his book, in Green Arrow, and in, um, was it Titans? In Titans, I think. Uh, Titans or Nightwing, but I'm pretty sure it was Titans. Um, 
You know, before the John Cena show, do you want to know how many times I read Peacemaker? Never. Never. In nearly 20 years of comic books. It's the year of Peacemaker, you guys. Uh, this Green Arrow, uh, like I said, written by Joshua Williamson. Uh, art and cover by Sam Izoxi. Okay. And then other people as well. Told you I'm not going to read them all. It was uh, really good. Really good. I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying... Mo most of Dawn of DC is great. Most of Dawn of DC is great. Shazam, Superman, Green Arrow. Um, those are the ones that I've read. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's probably one or two others in there. It's been, it's been a great time to be a DC fan, you guys. Uh, Marvel, too. Plenty of good stuff over on the Marvel side as well. We didn't get too much into it this week. We may get into it next week. Uh, I have picked up something on the indie shelves. Uh, this is actually from Boom Comics. Uh, a friend recommended Basilisk to me. This is written by Cullen Bunn with art by Jonas Scharf. And it looks like colors by Alex Gumarez. Uh, I just read the first issue. I'm going to try and see if I can find out when this was released. Uh, December of 2021 uh, was when this came out. But this collected edition, volume one. I read the first issue. Really cool. Really moody. Interesting mystery. Unique powers. Uh, unique supernatural elements. I am definitely on board for what comes next on that. And... Um, there's a great, uh, the last page reveal on the first uh, issue, though, does have a, a strong, well, look at these X-Men knockoffs vibe, but you know what? Fuck it. I'll take an X-Men knockoff, at least till Fox and MCU gets it right. <laughs> oh, man, it's a shorty, huh? Not a long episode this week, you guys. I don't have much to talk about, but I have recorded three podcasts today, so I'm going to probably take the day off, rest of the day off. Uh, I'm going to probably be back in two weeks. Um, I, I've got some other stuff coming up. Uh, don't forget, if you're not, that we've got uh, lots of podcasts on the OLAMinistries.com network. You can hear news over at Maximum News. You can hear stuff about The Office over on the People, Person, Paper podcast if you like the world of tremors. We've got podcasting to perfection. If you're a fan of just TV in general, Binge with Terrell Norton's got you covered. And then, of course, uh, Opinions Like A-Holes is where me and my buddy Michael Zampino sit down and talk about all the fun topics in entertainment news with our bevy of guests week after week after week. Always a pleasure, guys. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening.